This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Welcome to Socially Supportive, where you'll hear the hottest insights and discover cutting-edge technology as we take you behind the scenes with the latest authors, top executives, and industry thought leaders. This is Customer Care the Social Way with your host, Frankie Sochet. Episode 139 of the Socially Supportive Podcast is brought to you by The Social Pack. Get on the inside to stay on the top side. Head on over to sociallysupportive.com and join today for the latest tips, tricks, and technology in digital and social customer care. Also brought to you by Bluehost. The best web hosting for just $3.95 a month, Bluehost is the number one recommended web hosting service by WordPress.org. Every account features one-click WordPress installation. Plus, Bluehost's trained in-house experts are there to help 24-7. Their robust help center includes guides, video tutorials, and more. You can try them and love them, or get a refund within 30 days of signing up. Your satisfaction is their top priority, and they're confident you'll be pleased with their services. Just head on over to sociallysupportive.com and click the picture for Bluehost for more information today. Hello, Social Pack. Welcome to Tech Tuesday. How'd you like that episode yesterday that gave you 11 important chatbot program metrics? If you missed it, head on back and check it out because it's really good information, especially if you're looking into chatbots after we talked about chatbots on Social Media Marketing World 18 last week. And since chatbots were so prevalent in discussion at Social Media Marketing World 18, we are talking about them all week on this week of bots. So yesterday, like I said, we talked about 11 important chatbot program metrics. Today, we're going to talk about how you can make sure that the chatbots you create are effective. But before we get into that, I want to let you know that I'm going to be speaking at Smart Customer Service 2018, which is being held at the Renaissance Washington, D.C. Hotel, April the 9th through the 11th. So come on out and see me. Tweet me and let me know if you're going to be there. I'm at FSoche, or you can email me at frankie at sociallysupportive.com. I'd love to be able to plan to get a cup of coffee with you and talk to you about where you're at with your program and see if you need to come on the show and tell everyone about the good work that you're doing. Also, want to let you know that I'll be covering and moderating at the Insight Group's Customer Service Summit West. What? Yes, normally it's on the East Coast in the fall in New York City. But this year, they've done a little something special and added a leg on the West Coast in San Diego. And it'll be June 7th through the 8th. So I'll have a booth there. I'll be moderating some panels just like I was back in October on the East Coast. But instead, we'll have the sunny San Diego backdrop for our entertainment. So if New York wasn't convenient for you, make sure that you go and check out the San Diego venue and see if you can make it out there. So for more information on the Insight Group's Customer Service Summit West, just head on over to sociallysupportive.com slash CSS West, and you can get more information there. And if you want more information on the Smart Customer Service Summit, April 9th through the 11th, then just head on over to sociallysupportive.com slash smart 2018. And in case you haven't heard, my new book is coming out. It's called What Customers Want, and it'll be here before you know it. 
So if you're already a member of the social pack, don't worry, excerpts will start coming into your inbox pretty soon. But you still have time to join the social pack if you want to make sure you don't miss out on those excerpts because the social pack, of course, gets the information before anyone else. So let's move on to today's inspiration. Today's inspiration comes to us from Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, who said, It takes less time to do a thing right than it does to explain why you did it wrong. So true. And our book of the day is by Blake Morgan titled More is More. All right, so what are we talking about today? Like I said, today we're talking about how to create chatbots, but not just any old chatbots. We want to make sure that the chatbots that we're creating are effective. And today's episode was informed by Elec's blog titled The Rise of Conversational AI. Why Businesses Keep Falling Short, which was published on January 18th of 2018. And I'm just diving deep into one section of this article. So if you're interested, there's a lot of other neat information in this article. Just head on over to sociallysupportive.com slash episode 139 for a link to that article where you can hear even more. Let's start out for our purposes today with some statistics that I found really interesting in this article. First statistic was currently chatbots fail in 70% of all user requests. What? Yes. And we need to understand that whatever we're putting out there for our customers, this could be their perception of an experience with a chatbot. And what they mean by the 70% fail is that only 30% of bot interactions that they were talking about ran automatically without any human support. So bots are still very limited in technology today in terms of what they can do from a customer care perspective. So what is it that bots can do? Let's consider a few attributes of bots that we need to understand so that we can know what they are and are not appropriate for. First of all, bots can provide faster service. If you think, for example, that there's a customer who comes in and they want to know something that could easily be found in the FAQ section of your website, But this customer didn't go to your website, they were already on Messenger. And so they just looked you up on Messenger and typed the question into your Facebook Messenger. Your chatbot can make this a very fast interaction for the customer by just answering the question. This is an easy transaction for the chatbot because it can just read the keyword that the customer has typed in and provide the data back based on that keyword. Simple, right? In those particular cases, this can provide faster service to a customer. And if the customer can be served faster, this can then improve the customer satisfaction. Now, Chatbots use a decision tree model in order to be able to answer questions. So if you have something that's a little more involved, where the chatbot needs to ask questions of the customer, then it's an if this, then that scenario. I heard recently that Mercedes-Benz has launched a chatbot in Europe. And so that being the case, perhaps the chatbot would work in this way. The customer goes to the chatbot and says, I'm looking for a new vehicle. The chatbot says car or truck, and the customer says car. 
and the chatbot says two doors or four doors, and the customer says two. And this process goes on and on. If the chatbot says two doors or four, and the customer says banana, then the chatbot likely doesn't know what to do, and that transaction's going to fail out and need to go to an agent. That's where we get through that 30% of bot interactions ran automatically without human support statistic. So the functionality is still limited, and this can be frustrating to customers who have more complex issues. If it's not just a simple decision, then it's probably not going to be the right fit for you to solve the problem with a chatbot. So now let's talk about three steps to creating effective chatbots. And we want to make sure that we're focusing emphasis on the effective part. We want to make sure that the bots that we're creating are effective for our customers so that customers are happy with them. So the first step is that we need to ask ourselves some questions. Number one, according to Elex blog post, the first question that we need to ask is, why do we need a chatbot? What exactly is it that we're doing with the chatbot? What problem, the second question, what problem are we trying to solve? So you then need to ask the third question, is a chatbot the best way to solve the problem? And how we're going to understand that is we're going to look back at the functionality that was just described, and we're going to say, if a customer is trying to build a car, for example, and there are only so many answers that the customer can give, perhaps that is a good use case for a chatbot. If there are free-form answers that could be very confusing or it's a complicated situation or scenario, then that's likely not going to be the best chatbot experience for the customer. So keep all of that in mind, what the limitations of the functionality are, what the customer experiences that you want to create for your customer, and whether a chatbot will work with that or not. Because chatbots are very sexy right now. People are interested in chatbots. We say the word chatbot a lot. People could get very excited about solving problems with chatbots that maybe are not the best problems to solve with chatbots. I think that it's very important and we keep hearing from top chatbot designers that we need to be very careful in what we're choosing to use chatbots for and stay very simplistic right now because the technology needs to catch up. So we ask ourselves those questions. Why do we need a chatbot? What problem are we trying to solve? And is a chatbot the best way to solve this problem? Then step two of three is to develop very specific business requirements for this chatbot. I will tell you that business requirements are so important these days. When you're going through and looking at what technology you need to have developed and what you want the customer experience to look like, definitely want to make sure that the business requirements are spot on. And you want to start by deciding on the desired end user experience. It's so important to understand how you want it to feel when the customer is going through the chatbot and what the customer will do. Will the customer be freeform typing in responses? Will the customer be selecting from a couple of buttons, which is very popular right now? 
Will you be delivering pictures when the customer is thinking about something? We'll give some examples on Thursday of what companies are doing with different chatbot technology and how they're using it. And I'll give you a sneak peek. Some of the companies, when a customer says that they're looking for a particular item of clothing, they are sending a picture to the customer and having the customer choose between a couple of pictures. Will you have the customer fill out a survey? This is what you want to dream up And keep in mind that you want to keep it within the parameters of what a chatbot can technically do. And then also understand which aspects of your end user experience can be automated and what cannot. So once you have all of that mapped out, make sure that you're very crystal clear on what's happening. The third of three steps for creating effective chatbots is very important. Test everything before you go live. Things that you want to think about are you want to make sure that your chatbot can handle the volume demands. So when you go out and you do your user testing and then you wind up going live, you want to make sure that your bot has been stress tested. Make sure that with all the different things that have to happen and all the different answers and the back and forth steps that have to occur, that the chatbot can handle that load. And one thing that's really important to think about if you've not worked with chatbots before is that if you take a process that one of your agents goes through, and that process is 10 steps long, for example, that's not 10 chatbot steps necessarily, because your agent is logged into the customer's account already, and that's not considered one of your steps. There are things that are taken for granted in process that you write for your agent, versus what a chatbot has to do. So the load that you're putting onto the technology could be a lot greater than you think. And if you take that and you multiply that by the number of people who are going to be using the chatbot throughout this period, it may be a lot more intensive than you think. And you don't want to be slowing your system down or crashing your system. And when we say test everything before going live, one of the things that Elex blog posts also points out is to go live only when you're 100% ready. So just go ahead and toss out that 80-20 rule. A lot of times with technology, especially when we're in agile development methodology, we get it so it's pretty much ready to go and then we launch it and then we tweak as we go with different kinds of functionality. And that works great, except with your bots, Elex blog post is telling us, don't do that. Make sure that it's 100% when you've got the chat bots going because when you've got your customer experience involved, you may think to yourself that your customer, if the chatbot isn't set up right, your customer can get stuck in there. And we've heard some horror stories about the very early attempts at companies trying to roll out chatbots. I've heard one flower company where you were able to order flowers online through a chatbot that customers had terrible experiences and got stuck in that experience and couldn't get out and couldn't get to the flowers that they wanted, and it was not very good. And then we've also had learning bots and learning AI where the learning has been negative, where people were able to teach the bots negative things that the company did not want the bot to be doing or saying or repeating 
So make sure that you are 100% sure when you launch those bots and that everything has been tested. And then this is according to Frankie. There are a couple of things that I want to say about bots. First of all, always be upfront with your customers that they are using a bot. This harkens back to social science because customers do not like it when you violate their expectations. Customers know, people in general just know that something's a little off about a conversation that they're having. There's a gut reaction, a gut feeling where you think something's off. But if you find out later that you're interacting with a chatbot when you weren't aware of that in the beginning, customers may lose trust in you. And trust from your customers is so important because once you lose it, it's very hard to get it back. So make sure that you somehow let your customers know that they are interacting with a chatbot. And then the other thing that I will say is, I believe you should always give customers a way to exit the bot if they want to. Have you ever been doing a troubleshooting step through an interactive voice response system, or you're stuck in an interactive voice response system on the phone and you can't get out, there's no way for you to speak to a live agent, it feels like the company is avoiding talking to you. This is not the experience that you want to give people with your chatbots, and it can feel much the same. Like we said, the chatbots use a decision tree model, which is just the same as an interactive voice response, an IVR system. When you call up a big company and you're pressing one for this and pressing two for that, you want to make sure that you're very clear that if at any time in the process a customer wants to reach a live agent, that they just have to complete some action or they can type the word agent. Give them a safe word where they can get out of the experience because If they know that they're not going to get trapped in the experience, it will help them feel more comfortable and safe trying the experience. And you'll probably have a better time getting users to adopt the technology if they know that if something doesn't work well for them, they can just get out of it. Today's episode has been brought to you by craftbeerclub.com. Good people drink good beer. Get the finest craft beers from America's best microbreweries delivered right to your door. They search out exceptional craft beers from around the country and then deliver the monthly beer club selections direct to you or your gift recipient's door. You can choose an ongoing beer club membership or craft beer club gifts to ship monthly, every other month, or even quarterly. This is a fantastic gift for the craft beer enthusiast in your life. Give 1 to 12 shipments and receive up to 3 bonus gifts and an additional $25 bonus with your order. Just head on over to sociallysupportive.com and click the picture for craftbeerclub.com for more information today. All right, guys, this has been Tech Tuesday, all about creating effective bots. Make sure you tune in tomorrow for Wisdom Wednesday when we will talk about comparing chatbots with human agents. Whoa. Until then, and even after then, I am Frankie Soche. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I'll catch you tomorrow. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Socially Supportive. Want more? Head on over to sociallysupportive.com to join the social pack and find the best tips, tricks, and technology to take your team from okay to outstanding in no time.